Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Bar Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Crisp, and I am joined by the Fulham man himself, Pocho Cuellar. Yep, happy to be here, Andrew. <laughs> How are you doing, Pocho? Doing all right, doing all right. We lost this weekend. That's well, all right. You right. lost, and you said you were going to win, which is unfortunate. I did not expect, you know, some really unlucky and dumb mistakes <laughs> on our part. But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You'll Confidence bounce back. Is, it's just still outcome. Exactly. We'll bounce exactly. back. You'll bounce back. All right. Well, Pocho, I'm very excited today, actually, because we are having our first interview, actually. We're starting a series of interviews with some business professionals and our first guest today, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about the ins and outs of the sports industry. So I'm very excited. Yeah, sounds hype. Yeah, let's go ahead and move forward and, and get to that interview. Welcome back to our uh, podcast, the Sports Bar Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Crisp, and with me is my co-host, Pocho Cuellar. Hey, everybody. And for the first time ever, we are having our interview guest, Mr. Jose Cairo del, Jose Cairo del Castillo. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, you, you said it perfectly. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, well, uh, JJ, just to introduce you a little bit to our listeners, you are the director of premium and membership experience for the Houston Dynamo and have worked as the manager of inside sales before. Um, you've been in the industry for over seven years and know a great deal of the MLS, uh, especially. Um, so welcome to, to the podcast and uh, yeah, happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Andrew and, and Pocho. I, I really appreciate the, the invitation and looking forward to it. No, of course, of course. So um, to get us started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How, how did you first get involved in, in the sport industry? So I, I was a, a soccer player my, my whole life. Um, you know, I started playing, you know, around five or six years old. And then, um, you know, I, I just a true passion for the sport. I love the game, you know, uh, ever since. My dream was always to be a professional soccer player. Um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of us. For a lot of us too. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I really took it very seriously. You know, I, um, you know, played competitive uh, in school. Then I went to um, the Pumas Academy, which is a, a team in Liga Max in, in my city. Uh, I did a couple of trials. I actually got accepted into Pachuca. Uh, Forzas Basicas is kind of is the academy system uh, in Mexico. It's a little bit different because when you play in the, the youth level in Mexico, like for a club, you actually move to the city where the, the club is and then you're, you're housed. So, uh, oh, wow, even if you're young. Yeah, yeah. So I left when I was like 15 um, to do that. So 
from 15 to about 17, so two years I spent in Pachuca. Like I spent, you know, uh, not, I mean the housing with like other 110 players from all over the country. Um, but, you know, the, the, my parents really wanted me to get a, a really good education. So um, they pitched me the idea of, hey, you know what, why don't you go to, to the U.S. because you're a, you're a dual citizen. Uh, you keep playing soccer competitively and then you get a really good education. So uh, I listened to my parents, um, went to uh, Michigan for a couple of years in high school. I got good my, um, you know, I got an offer for to play D1. In college, I did that. Then uh, I went back to Mexico after graduation, played one year, and then the team got sold. At that point, I was 23. So uh, you guys know, like when you're 23 in the soccer world, you're a little bit older, right? So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you're, you're the old man about 23. So, <laughs> um, so at that point, the, the team gets sold uh, uh, when I was 23. And then I decide to, you know, you know take the next step for myself. I, I wanted to be in soccer because I love the sport, but I didn't know if it was in the business side of things or if it was in the more of the sporting, like in the sports side of things, you know, in the, in the, in the actual players and, uh, you know, in, in the academy level and all of that. So um, went back to my Valparaiso University. I was an assistant coach uh, for two years. Very quickly, like Andrew Pocho, I found out that I did not like the coaching aspect of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> it wasn't for me. No, I, I, there was something in me. It just didn't sit right. Uh, I, and, you know, it's, you just, I, I just knew that it wasn't for me. So I started looking at the business side of things and I started applying for a lot of jobs uh, in MLS. And the one that accepted me was the National Center in Minnesota. And that's how, that's how it started for me in the sports industry, in the business side of things. So it's been over seven years and here I am today chatting with, with you and, and, and Pocho. So that, that's, that's my story in like four minutes. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very well rounded up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so out of curiosity, why did you decide to focus on sales within the industry? So you knew coaching wasn't for you, but what made you focus then on, I want to do sales? as part of the business side. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really fell in love with sales. And trust me, when I made my first call, um, I, I was, you know, it was like my first time ever selling something. Uh, <laughs> when I closed my first sale, I fell in love with it because I was able to connect uh, and have common ground on something that I, that I loved with somebody else. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in sales in general, if you want to be successful at it, you, you have to trust and love what, what you're selling. That's the first rule. Um, and then also within sales, it allowed me to be competitive in the business side of things too, which it sounds a little bit weird to say out loud, but that's the way it was <laughs> because it was somewhere where I could compete with my peers around me, make sure I was the best and really control my effort and, and my destiny within sales. Like if, if you excel within sales, it's a very, very lucrative and rewarding career. Um, it's, you know, it, it's just awesome. Like you get every day, you control what you can control. You provide great experiences to, to your fans. You broaden your network within the city where you're working at. So that's what really made me fell in love with sales as well as I, I think about it as 
it's my way to give him back to the sport that has given me so much, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I can see how with sales, you, you kind of get that euphoria when you sell, as you say, like something that you love so much to someone else. Um, I can guess you can give you that euphoria and the competitiveness. I never really thought about that in the sales side. Yeah, it has to add a lot to, uh, especially for someone who played for so many years so competitively <laughs> for soccer, kind of gives you that competitive edge to the sport still, even if it's on the business side. Absolutely. So, and now that I oversee, uh, you know, a group of individuals, that's the culture that I like to, pro- I mean, to really reflect within our department is let's, let's be a, like a, like any sports team. Like we're here for one another because we're going to accomplish all of our goals, but I still want everyone to really strive to be number one in the leaderboard, uh, you know, learn from each other like I think competitive culture and, and a healthy competitive um, yeah day-to-day provides and pushes everyone to to the next level so that's that's something that I seek for on a daily basis yeah that that, that definitely sounds amazing I think I know what you mean especially like watching teams uh, you see you see like oh we have a starting lineup but someone might not be doing so cool so good so they get dropped back to maybe a reserve spot or something like that Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you've you've now worked at three different M- MLS teams, if we include your match day experience with uh, Minnesota. How different is the environment and the work you are expected to do from place to place? So um, it it is different. Uh, then I have a little bit of a different experience, or more of a different experience than a lot of a lot of people, because I. Um, my experience in Liga MX provided me also a different perspective of the sport uh, in another country, culturally different, right? Mm-hmm. Like say that in Chicago, I, I spent, you know, three years there and the, the situation where we were at over there is definitely different for some of the things that we live here. Like in Chicago at the time, Toyota Park at the time was 45 to 50 minutes outside of the city. Um, you know, there were some fans really upset about certain things uh, with within the team. Um, you know, you're, you're dealing with different objections, right? Uh, the market is a little bit different as far as, you know, what companies are around, what are they looking for? Um, the Hispanic population, you know, and then there's a, there was a big Polish population too. So you have to think about how you communicate things to every, single, every sector of the market, right? So for me, every, everywhere I go, you have to understand the market, uh, some of the, the past consumer behavior or fan behavior and some of the feedback that they provide in the past. In Mexico, because I did consulting over the country, like the, the things that you saw in the northern part of the country to now the southern part of the country were completely different. People had uh, different incomes across the country. Uh, they like different things. So you, you're, I think the name of the game is like, you have to adapt. And that is the, the name of the game. You have to adapt what is happening. Currently, we have to adapt for what is happening and, and listen to our fans. Uh, and really, you know, be strategic about everything that we do, right? So um, the work that is expected from you from place to place is, uh, you know, based on your, your current situation, based on the goals uh, that they're setting for you. Uh, and then adapting to it to make sure that you're maximizing and, and over-delivering on everything. It's, uh, Is there one place you found to be where like you enjoyed it the most, where you found that the job was more fun to do in one area than another? 
Um, I would say that every step of the way, Pocho, has been, it's been amazing. Like, I think every step of the way, you, you learn something different because also you're at a different point of your career. So when I was in Chicago, I was, I was, uh, I was in the sales floor. I was, uh, I was a senior account executive in Mexico. I was a, I was a consultant. So I didn't really work for a team, but I provided ticket sales and service consulting for all of the teams. So I was always indirectly managing uh, a lot of people. And here, uh, you know, being part of uh, Dynamo FC and Dash, I get, I have the opportunity to really, you know, put my heart for, for, for this club, help the club uh, achieve all of its goals. Uh, and then, you know, be uh, full on in strategically and hands on with the team to make sure that we're doing everything right on a daily basis. So um, I would say it's fun in every step of the way, in anywhere where you at, you have to find a good balance of fun, uh, work for really good people. That's that my best advice, work for really good people, don't work for Legos. Um, and then, yeah, you, you, you learn from absolutely everything. Speaking of adapting to, to the role uh, in different locations, how has that been during the pandemic, during COVID-19? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's been really hard in the sales team, especially in sports. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it has, 100%. Um, it, it's been hard for our industry. It's been hard for everybody around the globe, right? Um, mm -hmm. I would say that the things, and I feel really proud about how we handle it. We've been handling up to this point even because... Um, you know, when everything started back in 2020, uh, we were probably one of the only teams that did not stop outbound calling to our members to make sure that we were not only engaged, but really, you know, just connecting with them, just connecting at a personal level with our service team and our sales team on with our prospects, like, hey, how is everything is going? Uh, just checking in with you. Like, I think that goes a long way. Uh, mm -hmm. We never stopped engaging with our fans. We were communicating constantly. We were thinking about virtual events that made sense based on feedback from our fans. So uh, even in a very tough situation, we were able to not only keep engaged with our, with our members, but also build a very big pipeline of, of fans for 2021, where we're seeing the rewards now, right? And I think for all of us, we're seeing the light end of the tunnel, I, I would hope so here uh, as far as as far as COVID, uh, but everything that we put into work last year, we're seeing it now. So uh, hopefully hopefully that answers your question. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as non-COVID times, right, when it's normal <laughs> seasons where you expect people to be able to go to events normally, what do you think are the biggest difficulties in sales? I mean, convincing people who maybe are kind of on the fence about purchasing a ticket or purchasing a season ticket uh, to do it. Like, what do you find to be the biggest challenges in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think for I think and I think it's different for for a lot of fans because there are a lot of fans that are um, maybe not necessarily uh, as aware of, of the value that we can provide through, for example, a, a membership or, you know, they're used to coming out maybe very once in a while. Right. So mm -hmm. I think it's in, in regards to difficulties, I would just say just making sure that we're understanding and connecting with all of our customers deeper and understanding what are their biggest motivations and how we can help with how we can help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. So what I mean is that, for example, you Pocho, you might be in a scenario where you love the sport and you want to spend time with your friends. So we have to connect with you when we talk to you that, 
hey, you know, right. coming to, to one of our matches is a great way to bond with your friends and create memorable, memorable experience forever, right? And here to the left, you remember have Andrew that is a businessman and has a company and wants to treat his employees. So when we talk to, to him, we have to understand what is he trying to accomplish and how we can be a tool for him to treat his employees because that's what he wants to accomplish. So I would say is that the biggest thing for us is understanding our fans on a one-on-one level, taking their feedback uh, on game day on the things that we can control. For example, uh, this year we implemented 20% off in concessions and popular items. That's because of member feedback. That's something that we can control. And based on what we've been hearing, that's something that we did for them. And on a one-on-one level, what, what I just talked about with Cocho and, and here with you, Andrew, uh, is understanding the true why of somebody and how we can help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. It, it sounds like you really very tailor. Yeah, you really tailor their, you really personalize their, their ticket or their um, game day experience. Correct. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely prefer to have a ticket for something that would be very useful for me. I know in baseball at times, they they do ticket sales like uh, bring bring your bring your puppy uh, day or half half off on hot dogs days and things like that. I don't know if on MLS or with the Houston Dynamos, you guys have anything like that. Uh, yeah, we, we've done stuff, I believe, in the past. Uh, obviously, you know, I got here in, in 2019, like in October. So uh, here in 2020, we didn't, we only had a chance to do something that. like that. But I, I think, you know, we, we, we love implementing new ideas and thinking of ways and how we can make our fans happy. So as far as, you know, if, if, if our fans are, you know, wanting something, we'll take that very seriously and, and look for a way to find it. So uh, that specific idea, like bring your puppy or do something different or like a thing night, 100%. I believe we're a very creative department. It sounds also like sales goes very hand in hand with marketing, the way you're explaining it. Correct. We, I mean, they 100%. They, we work with them um, hand by hand, but I would, it's broader than that. Every department works along with each other to make things happen for the fans. So that one thing that I would, that I would say uh, within this opportunity with you, Andrea and Pocho, we do everything for our fans. Our fans are, our fans are, you know, are the heart, right? Of the, of, 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 of game day yeah. and of love, right? So everything, and that this is my perspective of things, everything that, that we do, we want to implement, we have to think about customer first, right? Whatever, whatever we want to implement, how is it easier for, our customers and our fans, right? What are they going to think? How convenient is this going to be? So those are the questions that we think about all day. Um, you know, how we can implement new things and how will it affect the customer experience and fan experience for everyone that comes into BBOVA Stadium? Yeah. And so it, it, you left the MLS for a few years to go to a sports consulting firm uh, in Mexico, what, what changed in MLS in that time? And, and what did you gain from the time abroad? Yeah, I, I would say that and that those three years were like something that I think I will always remember because it provided me the opportunity to travel for three years to every single first and second division uh, team in Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there, were, there, there were 33 teams. So I'll give you guys the whole, the whole, picture so 
uh, I basically lived at the airport. So I was doing like probably like around 115 flights a year. Um, so, and then there were, you know, in-market visits, what we call them. Uh, so if I went to, let's say Monterey, right, to visit Monterey and Tigres, I would be there for two days with Monterey and then two days with Tigres. So I would probably leave like a Monday, come back to Mexico City on like a Thursday night and then go to the office on Friday and then do it all over again like next week somewhere else in the, in the country, right? So a uh, lot of traveling. Obviously, I, I got to see 33 stadiums, um, you know, all of them. So I know That'd all be of nice. them. <laughs> Must yeah, be a nice uh, dream, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's such an awesome experience. I'm like so grateful that I was able to live that. Uh, it also uh, provided me the chance to, you know, meet a lot of people in the industry. Um, you know, uh, it allowed me to understand more within the business side of things in the in the sports industry because when I was in Chicago, I was in the sales floor and I jumped to being a consultant and I was and I was really consulting on not only tickets on service but I was we're looking things into marketing and operations and sponsorship so it broadened my perspective on business mm. uh, and I think that's what really made me a stronger inside sales manager and and now in the position that I'm now because uh, I had that consulting background so. Um, even when you're thinking about new things to implement, I think I think of them differently. Um, innovative ways, I think of them, I, I believe that has helped me too. So uh, I think it matured me on your first question, like what changed that time? Like I think it matured me a lot in the business side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, on the professional level, I gained a lot of experience that I think, you know, is, is, it has taken me a long way. And on the personal level, it was because I got to the US at 15, I went to take that role at 27. It provided me three years on the personal level to be closer to my family. That, right. that was amazing because I, I was going to Mexico once a year. So my mom, my sisters, my dad. So that was, that was really cool. Uh, and in those three years, my nephew was born. So it provided me a lot of things. And then I met my wife too in those three years. So. <laughs> Uh, Very good three years. A lot of things in the personal <laughs> in, in the personal level that happened, yeah. Um, so kind of just um, to kind of follow up on the why you said to do sports, because um, I know obviously soccer and sports in general, right? They're huge hobbies worldwide. A lot of people love them. Um, were you ever scared that, you know, by working in it, you might make it so that it's no longer your hobby or, you know, the thing you do for fun, but it's just kind of, oh, it's my job now. I have to do this. Um, that you might lose the love for the sport by working in it? That's a really good question. Um, I, I can definitely see why someone would be, someone would, would be scared of that. I, I don't think I ever asked myself that. I, I, I just was, I was sure that that's what I wanted to do. But I, I have seen it in the industry that because someone, you know, because all of us growing up within sports, right? Like, I mean, we yeah. grow playing whatever. I mean, basketball, baseball, swimming, football, whatever it is. And then that's why you think that you want to be in sport. But then I've seen some people that maybe it wasn't what they thought. Because also within the sports industry, we work super long hours. I mean, um, you know, we were working, you know, just like anyone else, even more throughout the week. And then you have game days on the weekends and member events and 
Chamber of Commerce events that we have coming up this year. So I've seen some people that, you know, it's, 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 it's demanding. So there's a lot of people that maybe don't necessarily thought it was like that. Uh, but for me, no. To answer your question, Pocho, I, don't, I never asked myself that. Um, and I am very grateful. For sure. <laughs> I get to, I, I tell my wife all the time, I'm very grateful that, you know, uh, I get to make a living for, for somebody that I really believe in, you know? Yeah, it's very nice to hear. Because um, I'd also heard about some people who had had that experience where they get into it, they get very excited. And then the long hours, the awkward scheduling, right? You really mm-hmm. kind of depend on what's happening in the sport as to what you can do. Uh, but yeah. it's very nice to see that you do have that. When you have that kind of conviction and thing, it's great to hear that you didn't even think about it. That you were just so set on the idea of working in sport and in soccer in particular that you stuck to it. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, and trust me, when I when I when I went to a soccer player and I I I saw it coming that it wasn't gonna happen, oof, I, I was crushed. I, I was I was really really sad. I mean, just like you too, right? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone has all kind of wake yeah. up. We all wake up to the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I figured out, I, 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 you know, it wasn't gonna go uh, further for me uh, on the on on the field, but then uh, on the business side of things, I, I get to contribute to the sport uh, every day. So, really, really grateful for that too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, what what is the most difficult part of your job then, if if I mean, you, you love the job so much. You love talking to prospects and selling them tickets. You now have a team. What would you say is the, difficult, the most difficult part of the job to get done? 100%. And this is going to sound like super cheesy, but it is the truth. <laughs> um, I, the most difficult part, is, I would say, is that there's only 24 hours in a day. Um, huh. And I am the kind of guy that, you know, I, I strive to be the best. Like when I got here and I told my, our, our, our my VP, Jacob Hanselman, like I was taking the job. I was like, hey, I'm coming here because I'm, we're going to be the best. Like mm-hmm. we're going to strive to be the best inside sales manager in the country. And then when I took this new role within premium and membership experience, I told him the same thing. And um, I strive to be the best in everything that we do. And I, I want more time in the day to do more things, to think strategically, to create new ideas, to chat further with my team, to have more time with them, to do more training, to create new content, um, you know, to get and get ahead of things. So, uh, but then you realize that there are only 24 right. hours a day, right? So <laughs> if, you know, uh, I, I, I wake up super early. So my routine is like wake up super early, work out, go to the office, and then, you know, come back, eat dinner, work again, and then do it all over again. Because that's, that's the rhythm, right? And that's, that's the price that uh, I want to pay to, to make sure that we're being the best on everything that we do. If I had more time in the day, then I could do more things on, on all aspects. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, that's not the case. So I would say managing time, uh, it's big key at every step of the way, right? Like at any level that you're at, managing your time and maximizing your time is fundamental to your success and to your, your life balance. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So say that's, that's the main thing for me is uh, maximizing every single minute that I have to, to make sure that there were, that we're pushing forward on all aspects. Hmm. If, if, if that's the hardest, what, what is the easiest? (laughs) (laughs) 
The easiest, I mean, the easiest it is really just waking up. I mean, it's, <laughs> I get to, I, I, I know exactly what, what to do uh, every day. There's, uh, we, we have a very proactive uh, leadership team. So there's always an idea. Uh, there's always something to, additional to do. Um, you know, provide feedback to one another. I, I would say just uh, the easiest thing is just just doing it because I believe in it. That's that's what I want to do, right? So, uh, like I said back uh, in previous questions, like I'm just grateful that I get to to live my dream um, and then continue striving to to work for my ultimate dream, right? So that that would be the easiest thing. Yeah. So, what is your ultimate dream? Right. So ultimate, you're working on it, but what is your ultimate dream? Yeah, yeah, and that's a great question. My my ultimate dream would be uh, to run a team. I would like I would love to be a, a club president one day, uh, and that's something that you know I, I strive for. Um, I have a lot of mentors that I continuously work with um, to get feedback, to learn. Um, you know, even here with my department, like you know our VP and our, our CRO, mm-hmm. great mentors at the Rigs of Business Development, like. Um, finding mentors is fundamental to growth. So yeah. uh, that would yeah. be the ultimate dream. Is there a specific yeah. club team sure. you'd like to, to manage? Uh, I get, not to get you in trouble with the Houston Dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, 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 would, I would say it's taking it one, of the, one day at a time too. So that's something that I learned too. Uh, you, you have to think about your, your ultimate goal. You have to, to have a plan for that but you also have to live day by day, right? Mm-hmm. And something that my wife has really helped me understand uh, is you, you have to live in the moment, you have to live in the present, you have to enjoy every day. Uh, and then, you know, it's like, you know, you're building a wall, you, you build it one brick at a time, right? So that's the way I see it. That's very insightful, yeah. So if there's one thing you recommend someone who is, you know, out of the industry, but wants to kind of get into it, right? Like, they were doing something else. They want to start getting into the sport industry now. And um, wh- what would it be? Like, what would be your big piece of advice for them? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question too, Pocho, because um, it is a very competitive market in the to get into sports, very. Um, so I would say right now, my biggest advice for anyone that is looking to enter the sports industry would be invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. There, there are many ways to do that. So one of them is, um, you know, like what we're doing right now within this podcast. Like if someone, if someone is listening for this 40 minutes, they're going to, I hope that they're going to get some value of it. Reading a book, 10 pages a day goes a long way. Uh, you know, uh, consuming um, content from like sales content from like uh, live streaming channels and, you know, some online tools that, that goes a long way. Um, you know, networking within the industry for, you know, inside sales managers and senior sales reps, you know, why are they living every day and what are their biggest challenges and what are they advising to you to, to work on, um, you know, get yourself into development series or, um, you know, virtual career fairs and providing exposure to yourself. You have to invest in yourself because that's really what's going to allow you to have a really good interview when you have it because you're going to have a differentiator you're going to have someone that has 
learned along the way with, re with resources uh, found by that person, uh, someone that has perspective on things because he or she has talked a lot to people in the industry and knows exactly what hiring managers are looking for, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would say invest in yourself because when you get to that interview, you have to treat it like a sale. You're pitching yourself. That's what you're doing. Right. And yeah. I would say that the most impressive candidates that I've interviewed are the ones that are they really on, really know how to communicate things. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And who believe they're so good because they've done so much that they believe in the product they're selling, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's exactly them. That's themselves. All right. Well, we're, we're actually kind of running out of time here, uh, JJ, but one last quick question. What, what are you most excited about at the starting of the MLS season? We know the Houston Dynamo are, are opening, have the opening night on the MLS. And we just kind of want to know what, what your expectations and what you're most excited for. I am very excited about going back to BBUVA stadium, open it up to, to the fans that we can based on, based on, on our guidelines, but uh, really just, you know, getting, getting soccer back. It's been, it's been a long off season. Uh, you know, our fans come back to BBUVA. We want to go back to BBUVA to watch the, the team play led by our coach, Tav Ramos. Uh, we have signed a lot of uh, new players that I believe they're going to be incredible for us this year. So I think it's just, you know, and that's the thing, that's the beauty of sports too. Like, Hey, you know, every year is different. Yeah. Right? <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what 2021 has for us on the on the field and also outside of the field for everything that we're working on. So um, really exciting to see what what 2021 has for us. Yeah, it sounds perfect. As as you say, each season is different, and I mean, we're all very excited to to get sports back. Uh, I I know I'm definitely am. I know Pocho is for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you are. <laughs> and so. Thank you, JJ, for, for joining us today and, and teaching us a little bit about the business aspects of sports. It's been very inf insightful for me, very insightful for Pocho, too, and our listeners as yeah, well. Definitely. Uh, we, we really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you, Pocho. I think this is awesome what, what you guys are, are doing, uh, amplifying and, and you know exposing content for anyone that is looking to go into the industry. I, I think that's, that's awesome. And I, I am an open book as far as if you shoot me a message in LinkedIn, like we'll connect on a one-on-one basis, one -on -one basis when, when we can. But I am a true believer that we, we in the industry, we have to help one another at, at any level. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity, Andrew and Pacho, and anything that I can do going forward, please let me know. Of course. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming now. Well, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that, Pacho. Yeah, no, yeah, it was great to have JJ here. He there's a lot of things he didn't know, so it's good, it's good to get a better understanding of uh, of what his job is like and well, how intense it seems. But uh, yeah, he seems to like it. So that's uh, I, I guess the, that's the point, right? If you like it, it's all worthwhile. Yeah, that's true. I it, it really kind of I liked what he said about transferring his competitiveness in the soccer field to to being competitive in sales, because I mean sales is a competitive a competitive field if you think about it yeah, you, for sure. you want to be the the better salesman than than your peers so i really liked how he took that competitiveness as an athlete yeah. and that he did right i mean he was able to make it and it seems he's climbing up the ladder quite well and 
enjoying while he does it, which is really all we can ask for in a, in a job. Yeah, yeah true, true. Um, well, thank you everyone for, for joining in to listen to our podcast, the Sports Bar Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Sports Bar Pod. And if you have any hot, any hot takes. You have any yeah. hot takes about sports this week? If you have any uh, hot email takes. Email us at the Sports Bar Pod at gmail.com. There you go. Hot takes, or if there's perhaps any any individual or any topic you'd like us to to talk about as an interview or interviewee, uh, let us know, and we'll we'll try to make that happen for you guys. But thank you everyone for for listening tonight, and we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. All right.